Welcome to the Top Business Leaders Podcast. You'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more and to download our show notes, go to topbusinessleaders.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome Adam Homey, uh, another author who has built his business with a book. Welcome, Adam. Dan, it's a pleasure to be here. I love what you're doing with Top Business Leaders. It's one of my favorite podcasts, and I am just delighted that you have invited me to your lineup. I'm really looking forward to helping your audience. Great. Thank you so much. Why don't you tell us about your journey? Okay. Basically, to give you the Cliff Notes version, I got into entrepreneurship sort of by happenstance. About 15 years ago, I completed my MBA from Duquesne University with a concentration in human resource management. So I did the usual job search, networking, making copies of my portfolio, everything else. And my vision was to become ultimately a training and development director for a Fortune 500 company. That didn't quite happen right away. But what did happen is a couple of companies, smaller businesses, who weren't officially hiring, ended up creating positions to offer me because they liked what I had to deliver. But at the same time, the idea of working for a company for some reason wasn't jiving. So I ended up reconnecting with one of my previous mentors who, at that point in his journey, was the owner of a small training and development firm. And I developed a side hustle doing intellectual support services for training and development firms. That includes doing research to help them create their books that they were publishing, to develop the material for their PowerPoint slides, to collate data from their employee surveys, those sorts of things. So for two years, because I didn't know what I didn't know, because I just didn't know which book to read, I guess, I sort of was in this uh, ox and horse cart situation where I needed more clients so I could jump into entrepreneurship full time. And I also needed to jump into entrepreneurship full time so I could handle more clients. Finally, in 2005, I made the move. And then it's been kind of a journey going back and forth for about 10 years. And Dan, you've actually known me for most of that time. And we've had the pleasure of working together in many different ways over the course of that 15 years. And where I am right now is I'm gravitating towards business consulting again, which is where I kind of began. And I'm very excited about that. So basically, the primary goal of what I help small businesses with is to help them to maximize their benefits and their profits through minimalist tactics. So looking for the simplest way to do things. And I know you're going to ask me a couple other questions in a moment. So I'll just preface that by saying that a lot of what I discovered in terms of building a model for this came from studying the behavior of groundhogs. Groundhogs? That's interesting. How did you decide on groundhogs? Well, the the short answer is kind of basic. I was going back and forth with my business coach. We were discussing me publishing my own book, and I had most of the content already because I had created a blog the year before. 
I had gone through a period in my life where I didn't really know exactly what business I wanted to be in. I didn't really know where the intersection of my brilliance and my passion lay. So I made a commitment that I was going to start a blog. And for 90 days, I would just write a blog post every day about whatever was grinding my gears, burning my oatmeal, exciting me, making me feel enthusiastic, what was on my mind that I needed to share with the commitment that there was no specific avatar, no specific conversion goal. It was just for me to write for 90 days to see what my passions and my brilliance brought to the surface. And at the end of that 90 days, to go back and put it into categories. The categories basically became chapters, of which I got five out of the six chapters I needed. And then the sixth chapter just came from another blog, which I had hosted about three years previously, that I had archived. So what we ended up creating was the spring formula. I'll get to that in one second. Yeah, the uh... title of the book, Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy, came from an offhand comment I made during a conversation with my business coach where I said, you know, it seems like it's these little pesky issues that keep emerging. Like every year, so many entrepreneurs say the same thing. It's like we've done all these different things in our business or we haven't done any of these things we said we were going to do. And here we are a year later. We're in the same place. We're making the same amount of money. We're dealing with the same clients. We're dealing with the same issues. and We haven't solved any of this stuff that we keep saying we need to solve. And, you know, it feels like that movie Groundhog Day on repeat over and over again. And my business coach said, aha, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. So it's from those types of inspirations that book titles can be created. Let's take a step back. You said that you uh, you you wrote your book uh, over a period of time uh, through through blog posts. And a lot of my clients come to me and they say, I don't know where to get an idea. I'm staring at a blank piece of paper. Uh, what do I write about? How did you decide what to write about during the, that uh, that walk in the wilderness when you were posting? It's kind of funny. And this is another case where sort of an offhand comment inspired it. I was posting some of these things, things that grind my gears, burn my oatmeal, excite me, make me enthusiastic, drive my brilliance and my passion on my social media, sometimes on my LinkedIn, sometimes on my Facebook. And a friend of mine who is a follower of mine on both of those platforms said, you know, I always look forward to what you rant about every day. It's like uh, subscribing to the Daily Adam. It's like, aha, the Daily Adam. Well, I found out there's already a daily Adam, but I also discovered there wasn't a morning Adam. So I created a blog called The Morning Adam. And really what it came down to is just about every day I'd post one of these rants on social media, and then I would transpose it over to the blog. And then behind that blog, I created its own Twitter account and its own Facebook page and its own LinkedIn page. And I developed its own set of followers so that there could be a conversation about what topics got the most engagement? What topics got the most comments? What topics caused other people to share their story? So I could get a sense of what it was that people responded to in terms of the messaging I was putting out there. This is very interesting because many people uh, say that you should start with your avatar. Who is your uh, best customer? Who is your ideal customer? Who's the person you want to work with? You sort of took a different approach and said, I'm going to put myself out there and see who gravitates toward me. Would that be an accurate assessment? About 75%. What I knew is that my avatar was a small business with one to 10 employees and or contractors that had revenues of at least one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 a year and upwards, of course. 
So I knew that much because I wanted to work with a company that was already somewhat established and already established a bit of a track record or if it was a matter of solving issues, a pattern so that we could see some of those things that were burrowed beneath the surface, like a groundhog digs beneath the surface. And when we looked at those questions of what are these issues that keep not getting solved? What are the things we keep going round and round on? Why is it that we're always at the same level of revenue and profitability? We can break into some of those things and often discover that part of the problem is being caused by complexity. As I like to say, many rules, regulations, and policies are long-term permanent reactions to one-time temporary minor issues. And when you have a buildup of that, it leads to adding layers to a business model that can sometimes inhibit growth. So when we look at that and we can bifurcate that and remove some of those layers, we cause the groundhog to come to the surface, bringing with the groundhog rich, fertile soil from beneath. And when you spread that soil on the surface, it creates a greener grass on your side of the fence. So putting all that together, I discovered that as far as having an avatar established, I knew I wanted to work with businesses that had already been there and done that and were there and doing that. And just looking for an outsider's perspective on why is it that we can't seem to take this next step? What is holding us up from moving to this next level that we can see, we can smell it, we can even reach up and touch it, but we just can't seem to scale that next rung on the ladder. Interesting. Now, you uh, you created all these blog posts over, over that period of time, and then you, you wrote the book. Did you uh, just take the blog posts and rework them, or were there a springboard to something else, or how did that whole process work? Because a lot of my clients, or some of my clients, actually do take their blog posts and just print them, lock, stock, and barrel, <laughs> into the book, and they're fine books. Uh, I'm wondering, what did you do to your blog posts, and how do they uh, translate into the book? All right, let me give you... Uh, let me give you the basic method for how we did it. Once we settled on the title Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, we needed to come up with, I believe the term is an acronym or some sort of formula or stepwise thing to articulate the model that we were sharing within the book. So when you think of groundhogs and you think of Groundhog Day specifically, the tradition in some parts of the world is at the beginning of February, the groundhog emerges from its burrow, and depending on whether or not the groundhog sees a shadow, you're either getting an early spring or a late winter. So we developed what's called the spring formula, S-P-R-I-N-G. So I'll walk through those very quickly just because it answers your question. S, science of the mindset. P, prospect attraction. R, ripple effect from team members and how to avoid it. I, Identify and intake new customers. N, name your power. Excuse me, name your terms with powerful language. And G, greater efficiency and service through minimalism. S P R I N G. When I did the Morning Adam blog, ninety blogs in ninety days, that I then went back and broke into categories. That basically gave me the S, the P, the R, the N, and the G. Because within those five sections of the spring formula, those turned out to be a lot of the areas of my brilliance and passion. I also knew that people responded to another topic, which was the I topic, identify and intake new customers. And I had a series of blog posts I had written on a previous business blog that I had put into an archive status. And I knew that I took 
five or six of those posts and brought them out, those would form the eye. So, Dan, to more completely answer your question, I didn't just take the blog posts and just line them up and say, here's my book. I did create those six chapters, S-P-R-I-N-G, and I put the blog posts into a master Word document. I, I did start by copy-pasting them. Then what I did is I went through and I, in some cases, I rearranged them. I put transitions between them. I went through and did some comprehensive editing to create an overall story behind the spring formula and Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. So I started by the take your blog post and copy paste method. Then I did a several rounds of editing in a master word document. And then I needed to create an introduction chapter and I needed the introductions to all the SPRING chapters. So at this point, I had put all those blog posts into a master word document. I had done the Microsoft Word for demanding that creates your chapters and your table of contents with the subheads and everything else. So one night, without even announcing I was going to do it, I went on Facebook, turned on Facebook Live, used Zoom to do a screen share of my Microsoft Word document, and I just described my table of contents just read off what was in the table of contents. And then I turned that over to my transcriber who sent me a transcript of the video. It was about a 15-minute video, so I think it was about 14 to 18 pages of transcribed pages, I believe. And from that, I was easily able to paste in the sections I needed for my introduction and the introductions to each of the six chapters. Great. And uh, how did you market the book? Well, this is another funny story. We, I, I'd already established, and this happened in, say, about the summer of 2017, that we had decided the title of the book was going to be Groundhog Day is an Event, Not a Business Strategy. And then, and this may be familiar, because many authors who listen to top business leaders like me have life stuff, business stuff, client stuff, and taking the time to write the book just sometimes gets in the way. Even though I knew that I wasn't writing it from scratch, I was starting by collating a huge collection of blog posts and creating a cohesive story out of them. Still, it's the matter of the effort and the time that it will take regardless. So what I did is I got to a point where it was about January 10th, 2018, and I realized I had two choices because Groundhog Day was February 2nd. A, I was going to wait another year to get this book published and launched and for sale. B, I was going to change the title so I could do it a little later in the year. Now, A was another year of waiting. B was taking away this title that I really had a lot of resonance with and I had already teased the marketplace with by doing a series of webinars around the behavior of groundhogs and how that ties to business strategy and how we maximize our results through minimalism and got a great response on that. So faced with choices A and B, I went with option C, which was to look to Sir Richard Branson, one of the business leaders who I admire and emulate in some ways, and remember the title of one of his books, Screw It, Let's Do It. <laughs> so right around January 10th, I, uh, I looked at my calendar for the rest of the month. I found about a week's worth of days where I either had no appointments or just one appointment that could be rescheduled, blocked them off, went and hid somewhere where nobody could find me, and basically spent seven complete immersive days creating this thing. So as we're getting closer to February 2nd, 
It was right around the time I did that Facebook Live I mentioned earlier, which I did around January 23rd, I believe it was, where I read off the table of contents and told the story about those. And I'd done a couple other Facebook Lives and a couple other blog posts. And then I still had the list of people who had followed the Morning Adam and the list of the people who had attended the webinars I did the the end of 2017 about groundhog behaviors applied to business strategy. And I reached out to those people and said, you know, I'm getting ready to launch this book. It's happening February 2nd. I'd like you to be part of it. If you're interested, I've created a special Facebook group just for us. Click here to join. I got about, I believe, 40 people to join and I made them my launch tribe. So they were up to the minute on things like, hey, we just got the cover done. What do you think about the cover? Here's version A, version B. Which one do you like? The manuscript is done. Here's a little excerpt. I want you to tell me what you think about the excerpt. And then, hey, we've submitted to Amazon. We're waiting for Amazon to get back to us. Remember, February 2nd, we're going to drop the price of the Kindle. So uh, I want everybody to go to Kindle on February 2nd and buy it. And that's basically how we did it. I think I made about 34 sales on launch day, but it did propel us into Amazon international bestseller status in three countries on the category of semantics. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And since then, I've had fairly consistent sales. I run promotions on it. Uh, when I appear on podcasts such as yours, that usually gets me some additional sales. When I meet people through networking events, some of them become interested in the book, and I've had many cases where right in front of me, they've logged into their Kindle on their smartphone and added it to their library or purchased it. And I've also said to folks, like when I go to the Rotary Club or I go to a networking function here in Las Vegas, I'll say, look, if you get the paperback copy, bring it to me, and I'll autograph it for you. Funny thing about that, and I've heard this from other authors as well, is people get really excited about the prospect of having their book autographed by the author. So I've had at least a couple dozen people come to me and say, I bought your book. Uh, Here it is. Would you mind autographing it for me? And I'm happy to do that. I also did a book signing um, under the auspices of the Las Vegas Cigar Society, which is a little cigar group that I belong to. We held sort of a Uh, a book signing for our members one night and I sold so many copies to the people who were there. I actually had to do a book run. You know, sometimes at parties you underestimate how many people are going to be there and you end up having to do a beer run. Well, Mm -hmm. I had to do a book run. I had to run back to my place and get more out of the box. Wow. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So how has the book helped you grow your business since it's been out? It's been out for about two years now. How has your life changed or how's your business changed because of the book? All right. So, During my business journey through entrepreneurship, for about 10 years, I became labeled as a quote-unquote marketing guy. And no matter what I did, it seemed like the only question anybody ever had for me was, how much to build a squeeze page? I mean, we don't even call them squeeze pages anymore. We barely even call them landing pages. That's how far this has evolved. But I would just keep getting that question over and over again. I want to do more speaking. I want to do more business consulting, going back to the roots of my education, my brilliance, and my passion. So what's great about the book is I have something I can point to that is a body of work. Because when you look inside Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy, it's a collection of case studies, it's a collection of stories, it's a collection of 
me relating things that have happened with me and happened with my clients and some of the results we've gotten and sort of a storybook format. So it's easy to read. You're not buried in too many numbers and you can start to vision yourself seeing some of those things happening or relating to some of the things you're reading about because it sounds like something you've either experienced yourself or know somebody who's experienced it. So we create the relatability. What's really been an interesting side benefit is when I go to various networking events, it gives me the perfect answer to that question, what do you do? Which, believe me, uh, there are times that, Dan, candidly, I would rather lobotomize myself with a butter knife without anesthesia than answer that question. I, elevator speeches, no. And random people who I've never even met, we haven't even exchanged names, asking me what I do. It's like, please get me out of here. But now when people ask me that question, I have my baby. Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. And I tell them I published a book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. And then that leads to a different type of conversation, which is, oh, okay, well, what's that book about? And what inspired you to write that book? And what are some of the benefits you've gotten from having published that book? So it becomes a real conversation. Instead of me having to say, oh, I'm a business consultant and have me asking what kind of consulting do you do and what case studies do you have when 95% of them aren't even prospects. Well, the funny thing is, is 95% of the people I speak with are prospects to read Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy. And they may find something inspiring or interesting within that book, either for themselves or somebody else. And because I've shifted the what do you do conversation to position myself as the author of this book, I've actually gotten more valuable and qualified leads than if I did it the other way. Nice. So you've used the book to set yourself apart from all the other consultants who are in your category as well. Plus, you've given yourself your own positioning, too. That, that's pretty cool. Uh, what advice would you have for other people who are thinking about writing a book? I'm going to give the advice that I ended up taking for myself that I shared earlier. So I'm going to repeat this for anybody who is interested in writing a book, who recognizes the value of creating a published body of work that will help them grow their business, get more clients, have more valuable networking conversations and establish their expert authority profile in their marketplace and niche. There are a couple different ways you can go about it. One of which, Dan, I will come right out and say is to hire you to do developmental editing, ghostwriting, and book coaching because you're fantastic at it. And I've seen some of your results in there. Amazing. Otherwise, I would suggest create a blog. Not the blog that's on your business page. Come up with some other blog. Maybe it's just your name.com. So like danjanelle.com or adamhomie.com or whatever.com. So the listener, take your name.com and just make that a blog site. Don't worry about adding 20 other about services, products, webinar pages, or anything like that. It's just a blog. Simple design. So basically a white design with a logo in the upper left-hand corner. And just commit that for 90 days, you're, every day, you're going to blog about something that grinds your gears, burns your oatmeal, gets you excited, and helps you find the intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Don't worry too much about avatars. Don't worry too much about any sort of formula. Just write about what is right there on your mind. And in many cases, that could be that thing that you put, type into Facebook or LinkedIn because you have a story to tell and you want to tell it. So do, do it on your social media, but then copy it 
over to your blog. And at the end of 90 days, go back to those blog posts, look over the titles, look over the subject matter, and break those into chapters. 95 out of 100, 95% out of 100, you will have basically the outline of the book that you're destined to write. And then if you need some help with that, then at minimum, I would also suggest go back to someone like Dan Janelle and bring on a developmental editor. Due to the time frames that I was working under when I adopted the Richard Branson screw it, let's do it philosophy to getting it done, I didn't have time for an editor. But I know when I do my next book, I will be looking to have a professional editor involved. I think I did a pretty good job. I've had a lot of positive feedback on the book. But, you know, and the thing is, too, and this is my final point, my advice for authors is, don't worry about perfection the first time. Worry about engagement. I think one of the best compliments I've gotten on Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, is from a fellow entrepreneur who I know personally who read the book and then came back to me and said that he couldn't stop laughing out loud while he was reading it because it felt like I was sitting right next to him and he and I were having a conversation the whole time. And ultimately, that was the goal of the book, to help people find the opportunity to develop the know, like, and trust with me. Exactly. And I tell my clients that the whole purpose of a big business card book is to build that likability factor. So you're seen as the guide who can lead them from mess to success. And thank you very much for that shout out about developmental editing. I'm working with a client now who, um, it's very interesting. He wrote a good first draft. And the more I got into it, the more I found I could help him. For for example, he had one section, really like a throwaway section. He almost introduced it as a throwaway section. Like, here's some fun facts you might want to know about. Uh, turns out he was the book is about selling to the federal government. And he listed a, a, a number of facts about that representatives uh, are reelected every two years and senators are reelected every six years, but they have two-year terms. And at the end of every congressional year, all the bills that haven't been passed start Zero. They just, uh, you start from the beginning again. And I realized that, wait a second, anyone who wants to sell to the federal government is under a tremendous time pressure for all of those reasons. And this really needs to be highlighted that people who are selling to the government really need to know that they, they can't dilly dally. They have, uh, there's, there's a time bomb going, about to go off if they don't get their work done. And he had just, really uh, hadn't seen the importance of it before. And when I pointed it out to him, so he was like, oh, yeah, okay, let's turn this into a chapter. Let's highlight this. Let's make this more important. And that's what a developmental editor does. They see what you don't see, and they help you make a better book. Well, Adam, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. How can people get in touch with you? Well, that's real simple. I do have a website up, www.adamhomie.com. It's, it's my name.com, basically, and you can discover uh, a lot more about some of the things we have to offer. You all can also see a direct link to Groundhog Day as an event, not a business strategy, if you'd be interested in picking up a copy for yourself. And as I said, there's a Kindle version available. You can start reading right now. And if you think that there's an opportunity, you and I are going to see each other in person in the relatively near future, and you want to buy a paperback, bring it to me, and I'll be happy to autograph it. I get so much joy out of knowing that some small piece of what I've created helps business creators in some way move even that much closer to their intersection, their brilliance, and their passion, and get more joy out of business and life. Fantastic. Thank you so much. We also have some information on our show notes. 
Thanks for listening to Top Business Leaders, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.